Good evening and welcome back. We are here in the final week of this series as this is Memorial Day weekend, which isn't last weekend as you probably know, although I did not. Uh, But we are going to wrap up this series, which has been called A New World, because as we get back into a somewhat normal swing of things, uh, it is, we have the opportunity to make it a new world. Uh, in a lot of ways, we want some things to go back to as they were. We want to be able to go places. We want to be able to have vacations and, and be around people and all of these things that, that we talk about. But there are so many things, I believe, that we have learned on an even deeper level, things that we should have known already over the last year. Things about how people process uh, just being alone, how people process being together. Uh, things about people in general and, and, and what really helps them to do better, what makes them feel worse, what, what is the comfort level, what is the, the mental comfort level for people, the emotional comfort level, and all of these different things. Um, I've said this throughout the series, but we've seen so often people talk about, I, I just, it's so hard for me to be away from people, it's so hard for me to to uh, not hug, to not go out in public, to not whatever, like people that, that really thrive on that. And we've seen how that's affected them. And, you know, we've also seen people who, uh, like myself, who are like, you know, this is kind of what my life was like before, because, except this feels more comfortable because now everybody else kind of understands it. Uh, and going back, I think it's important for us to come to terms with that, to come to terms with, with how we relate to each other, to come to terms with how we love each other, how we can do better with all of this. And throughout this series... I've been talking about this. Uh, I started with just loving like that, with loving people how they need to be loved, not how you feel they need to be loved, not how you define who they are or what they should be, but just loving them and giving them the truth, giving them, you know, God's love and the message and everything, but, but doing it because you're building a relationship, not doing it just to have another person in church, not doing it just because you have a, a challenge or a quota, but actually caring about them. And, you know, through that, we've seen Jesus over and over and over again talk to people because they're people. Uh, I always go back often, often, often to the woman at the well because it's one of my very favorite stories because to me it shows ministry. It shows Jesus showing us a new world way ahead of time in which the woman was guilty of sin and she comes there and Jesus talks to her. He doesn't start out with it. But he talks to her and he asks for water and he's there, he listens. And then he does bring it up because it comes up in conversation and she changes the subject and he doesn't hit her in the face and say, no, 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 we're going on this. He keeps going with her. And because he treated her like that, because he saw her, because he loved her how she needed, it changed her life and other people's lives. And that shows us what to do. We talked about goodwill hunting, about going out in a nature of goodwill, going out in a nature of peace, going out not seeking to argue, not seeking to win uh, arguments, not seeking to be right, but seeking to help people, seeking to show people who we are, seeking to show people who we serve, seeking to show people what Christ has done in our lives. And then we talked uh, about knowing, about how important it is before all of this and through all of this to know what your faith is. To know what you believe, to know why you believe it as you go forward. And and yes, that absolutely has a a, a place in when you're witnessing because you know what you believe and you're able to answer the questions you can answer. You're never going to be able to answer every question. 
but knowing that, but also when you go and you talk to someone else who doesn't believe that way or who is trying to talk to you about their belief, you know what you believe and so you can compare it. You can uh, come from a different perspective. Uh, if you look at each of the Gospels, they're all written from those perspectives. And Matthew's was written to people who were of Jewish descent, who were in the Jewish faith. And it has a bunch of Old Testament stuff. It has a bunch of, this is the Messiah prophecies. And that's because he knew what he believed and he knew what they believed. And he didn't try to force it on them. He just showed them, hey, this is how it fits together. And, and things like that. Uh, knowing is so important. It's so important also to know the difference between uh, the three words I used, dogma, doctrine, and, and conviction. How there's, there are some things that every Christian needs to believe, like that Jesus died for your sins, that, that God is perfect and whole and complete, uh, that, that, that Jesus will come back again. All of these things, that, that we can be made right through Jesus, that, that we can be forgiven of our sins and go to heaven by following him. And then there are doctrine things that, that each church or, or each group believes differently, and those are important for that church, but they're not necessarily salvation things. And then conviction that is kind of a tricky one, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, because it's such a strong conviction for you, but for other people it might not be. Uh, example, like people who will only listen to Christian music. Now, they don't think that it's a sin for other people to not listen to Christian music, but for them, they have that. And that's something that God's placed on their hearts, and that's very important. And knowing the difference between all of those things, but also knowing the importance of each of those things. And then last week, we talked about community. We talked about the first church and how they truly came together, not just in name, but, but in togetherness. And they, they met together. And when they met together, they had their services, but it was also they shared things. And not just words and, and conversations and hugs, but they shared what they had. They didn't care about the politics of the time. They didn't care about what other people thought. If somebody needed something, they shared it. They showed who they were. They showed how to be better. They showed what Jesus called them to be. And this week, we are going to talk about pride and prejudice. Uh, not the wonderful book by Jane Austen, but the idea from that title. The fact that, that it is important to have a pride in your faith, to have a pride in who you serve, but not to let that veer into prejudice. Some of you are like, wow, I never understood the title of that book before right now. That's good. That's what I'm here for. And also to read the scripture, which I'm about to. Romans 3, 23 through 31. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirement of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. That last phrase, no matter who we are, that is so vital. Because when we have pride in our faith, when we have faith, when we are strong in our faith, when we are building our faith, when we feel good about our faith, all of those things are good. Often we take that and we begin to judge other people's faiths. We begin to say, well, this is how I live. This is how you're supposed to live. This is how Jesus lived. They're not matching up. I'm going to go tell on them. Or I'm going to go have them excommunicated. I'm going to go have them do this. I'm going to go say, hey, you have to look exactly like me. You have to act exactly like me. And we go into the prejudiced part. Or uh, one of the things we'll see every once in a while is somebody will be on death row and they did something horrible a long time ago or at some point or several times. And that sin, that crime is legit. They should be punished for it. And yet they find Jesus. Now they still face the consequences. They still die, but they say, you know what? I, I'm sorry and I found Jesus and I'm going to accept this. And I've heard people and a lot of us have said this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Or yeah, they're just trying to get out of this or just trying to do that. We start judging other people's faith 
by what we see, by what we think we should see, and all of those different kinds of things when really we don't know. Because faith is a very personal thing. Now, obviously, if you're out flaunting murder and, and sins, that the, the going against the commandments, going against Jesus, going against love, all of these things, you can't say, oh, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I just kill people sometimes. Well, you can say that, but you're wrong. But at the same time, if we see somebody who just looks different or see somebody who doesn't have as much or we see somebody who, who struggles with something or who, perish the thought, differs politically from us. We can't say, well, they're clearly not a Christian because they're not like me. That's not how it works. Because imagine if Jesus, if the disciples, but especially Jesus, looked at us today. And like, how do you treat people? How do you love people? How are you with people? Are you really a Christian? dangerous thing the farther you go and it says no matter who we are that means everyone has this shot everyone has the ability to choose Jesus everyone is loved by him not everybody chooses it not everybody loves him back not everybody follows it but everyone has that option regardless of whether we like them or not to judge someone based on what we see is wrong period and I hope that through this series through everything I've ever talked about that comes across uh, one of the things I notice, and I talk about political posts every once in a while, one of the things I notice, and you're like, whoa, you're going on a lot of tangents in this first paragraph. What, are we going to be here for an hour? No, probably not. We'll see. One of the things I notice a lot, especially lately, is, well, when I was a kid, I was able to work this job, or I was able to do this. I was able to pay off this. I didn't need any help. Well, good. But, and that's fine to say. But then the next line is always, these people, these students, these people that don't have jobs, these people that, that have college loans, whatever. We place a judgment upon them. I've said this before and I'll say it again, but I have college loans and I have a reason for it. I have a story behind it. I'm not going to get into that here. And when I see that from Christians, from people I respect, I'm hurt. I don't say anything because I don't seek confrontation. I don't want to embarrass people, but I'm hurt by that. And I think, wow, they don't think that I'm a real Christian. And now I know I'm strong enough in my faith that I am able to move past that and say, you know, Jesus helped me to move past that. And there are a thousand other things. I just use that because it relates to me. Now, I am not saying to change your view on that. I'm saying, remember that people are involved in that. And so while you may have a view on the action or on debt or on uh, forgiveness or whatever, that is not the person to go on. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. That says a lot of very important things to our faith, a lot of things that are dogma. And it also says that Jesus died for all of our sins. It says that he loved us so much that his death, his sacrifice is the reason we can go to heaven. 
Now we make the choice and we ask for forgiveness, but that, without that, that doesn't happen. Because we'd be just caught in a life of sin. We'd have no way through, and yet that's sacrifice. And we all know that as Christians, but what else that says is nothing you do matches up to that. doesn't mean stop doing good, but it means I've found for myself too, the longer you're a Christian, the more there's the temptation of thinking, you know, I got this. And some of you guys are, are just starting middle school or just starting high school. Some of you are just starting college. Some of you are just starting being parents. Some of you are parents plus, some of you are adults plus, whatever, whoever's watching. But the longer we go with this, the more we kind of have that temptation of, yeah, I got this. And I'm not saying we think we're perfect, but we start to think, yeah, this is how it works. This is how it should always work. This is how it should always look. This is what I should do. Now, again, dogma, always true, always the basis. And with that temptation can come that prejudice where we think, well, yeah, you know, hey, kid, I know this. And maybe someday you'll be up to my standard, but don't, don't try to tell me that I should be more generous. Don't try to tell me I should be more loving because I know I've, I've been here longer than you. And I don't at all mean that that means you're older, because young people think that way too. This says that it is only by grace that we are Christians. It is only by grace that we can start a new world. It is only by grace that we can meet here. It is only by grace that we are given the gift of life. Now, James and... Peter and Paul and, and, and Jesus said things along the lines of, you know, faith without works is dead. Or just because you, you follow the law doesn't mean you can also, just because you're saved doesn't mean you can also stop loving people. And all of those things, those are tied together. And so when I say you can't earn your way, nothing you do makes you better or worse than anyone else. What you do with that salvation, what you do with that faith, what you do with who you are can really impact people. It can really give people something to, to feel, to touch, to, to strive for, to learn from. All of those things are important. Uh, the point to Memorial Day weekend is to remember those that we've lost. And I know that the, the church here, they, they had a special, uh, I don't know if you'd say section, special service, special portion, however, whatever word you want to put, about those we've lost this past year. Due to COVID, due to, to anything else we've lost this past year. Also, just the feeling of loss from this past year, because it was really weird, really different. And unless you were alive in 1918, you have no idea what this was like. I remember it. It was crazy. And so Memorial Day, to me, is a chance to look back at those that have come before us. I have not been shy about talking where I came from, about, about mentioning that I was raised by my great-grandparents, and, and my great-grandma and I had a very close relationship. I took care of her with Alzheimer's, and she made sure I was in church every week, and then eventually I did the same for her. And I feel that loss, even though it's a long time ago now. And I think about, you know, what she would think of me now, and I think about if I'm making her proud, and all of these things that we think of. Uh, on my shirt, I have Stan Lee. His faith is different. He's actually Jewish, but he believed in helping people. He believed in using his creations, which are the greatest creations in pop culture. He believed in using those to, to help people. Now, that's not to say that every comic book that he wrote was, you know, on par with, with 
Gandhi or something, but the messages were not just bam, pow, pizzazz. The messages were, hey, be kind to each other. Hey, with great power comes great responsibility. Hey, anger can be dangerous. All of these things. I'm not holding him up to Billy Graham. I'm not holding him up to my grandma. I'm not holding him up to anybody else. I'm just saying his loss mattered to me. And so I think about what he did. And I do things differently because I'm a Christian. But I think about what he did, what she did, other people that I've lost in my life, what they did, and how I can build on that. How I can grow from that. This past year, a lot of you have lost a lot. Some of you have lost people. Some of you have lost family. Some of you have lost friends. Some of you have lost time. Some of you have lost graduations or proms or whatever else. Think about how you can use that to help other people, to understand other people. Think about how you can create a new world. Think about the difference between pride and prejudice. Think about being strong, being proud of your faith, but not using it as a weapon against other people. Think about how to be better. Last part of the scripture. Can we boast then that we have done nothing to, uh, that we have done, we have, can we boast then, sorry, I forgot how to read, that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law, it is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well, then, if we emphasize, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we fulfill the law. One of the things that the Pharisees went after Jesus for was a lot of the things he did weren't up to what they considered to be the strictness of their law. Now, they broke the law in different ways, but that side the point. When he would say things like, love God, love others, that's the basis of the prophets, of the, prophets, of the, the Bible, of our faith. When he would say things like, treat others like you would want to be treated, that's the law. They'd be like, wait a second, there's all these. There are, I, I'm not going to give you the number, there are a lot of laws. And Jesus wasn't all, and he literally said this, he wasn't saying, hey, none of that matters. He was saying, when you give yourself to that faith, when you give yourself to that love, when you build that relationship with Jesus, then that love steers you in the right direction. That love guides you. That love of Christ helps you to understand the law. It helps you to follow it. It helps you to witness. It helps you to be better. That's the world that I want to see us go into. That's the world that I want to see us start. It is wonderful to have denominations, to have our faith, to be able to say, you know what, I'm glad I'm a Methodist, I'm glad I'm a Christian, I'm glad I'm a Nazarene, I'm glad I'm a Baptist, whatever your denomination, whatever your faith. That's awesome, that's good. To come together and have conventions, to come together and share with each other, to come together and have church services, that's important. But to remember that that pride in who you are and who you serve and your denomination and whatever it is does not make you better than anyone else. Because Jesus died for you too. You were a sinner too. You were dead to sin too. I was dead to sin too. We all were dead to sin too. In this series, and the reason I put it in May at the end of the school year, is because simply put, in the summer, you know, people go on vacations, they're not always here, and whether I have the live stream or not, like, I'm not insane to think that everybody watches it all the time. I hope so, but you know. 
Some people are going to graduate. Some people are going to move. All kinds of things happen. But this series was so vital to me because we are at this cusp of something potentially great because we had a tough year. We had a different year. We had a year where everybody had a chance to really stop and think and look at other people and how they live and what they need. We had a year to really look at our own faith, to look at our own lives, to look at our own hearts. And now we have a chance to take all of that and build a new world. I'm a Lego fan, and if you've been in my office, you know that. I don't buy them much because they're super expensive, but if you want to gift me Legos, Marvel. When Legos come now, and I, when I was a kid, they were different, but when they come now, you get the set, like the, the, the uh, Avengers Endgame set three or whatever, just to pull one. Uh, and, and it has like all the pieces in different bags, and it has the instructions that tell you which bag to open and all of this. And it'd be nice if life came with that. And it's like, hey, on, during this week, during this year, you're going to have to use this part of your knowledge, or you're going to have to love people in this way, you're going to have to do this. It doesn't work that way. And so I you know, follow those instructions to build things because I want it to look like the box because that's what I do. Some people just toss those away and they build. They either build what they see or they have a different imagination, they have a different vision, they do whatever. My point is that it is the act of building with Christ It is the act of loving with Christ. It's the act of being like Him that matters. Some people are going to do it differently. Some people are more outgoing. Some people are more in-going, introverted. Some people are singers. Some people are not. Some people do other things. It, it, It does not matter. Some people are Methodists, Nazarenes, Baptists. What matters is that you follow Jesus. When we go back to the new world, to the world that we go back to, you're going to have all of these different instructions for how it went before. I'm not talking about church, I'm talking about life. And you can follow them, you can put things exactly back as they were, you can go back to how life was in 2018, 2019. Or you could say, you know what? I want to love more fully. I want to truly Bring goodwill to the world. I want to live in peace. I want to live in love. I want to know more about my faith. I want to share my community. I want to lose all of my prejudices and just live for Christ. Show people how to be better. Show people that I can be better. Show people a better world. Show people a new world. And that's what I hope. That's what I challenge you to choose. It will not be easy. But together... Together with Christ, we can do it. That's all I got.